You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition. How many of you remember the Hokey Pokey? A lot of people have Hokey Pokey Christianity. You put your right foot in, and then you take your right back out. You put your right foot in, take your right back out. You're in, but you're out. You're there, but you're not. You're with it, you're not with it. You're in, you're out. And then you say, and that's what it's all about. But see, that kind of hokey pokey Christianity kills Christianity. It's common to experience dry spells in our walk with Jesus. Whether it's a difficult season or just time away from who we know we are through Him, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that you can turn it around today. Instead of sitting on the fence and wasting your valuable time on this earth, commit to the cause of Christ and make a powerful difference in His name. The more lukewarm you are, the further from God's plan you'll find yourself. Live out the purpose-driven life that God has divinely prepared you for. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in the book of Exodus chapter 32 as he continues his message, What You Worship. The crowd always moved down towards the front. Guess what they did when they were down front? They have their hands raised to those rock stars and they are doing this. And you know what? That's a form of worship. We, why, that's why we call them rock gods. Because we're making idols out of them. We really do. Many people just worship these people. They worship them. It, it, was, it was adoration to the point of worship that I watched and I saw it all the time at the concerts. In America, we worship materialism, things, stuff, wealth, possessions. We worship success, careers, achievement. Uh, and we always measure achievement not by character, not by your walk with God, but we measure achievement by how much money you end up with. How much money you end up with. And we worship that money. We worship materialism. We worship success. But you know what? I've never seen a U-Haul at a funeral. You don't take it with you. You don't take anything with you. You don't take one dime with you. You work for it all your life, and then when you die... At your funeral, I'm watching all the in-laws fighting over who's going to get what that you earned your whole life. You don't take any of it with you, but we worship it. Isn't that crazy? We worship something that is not eternal, that we'll never take with us into eternity, that doesn't help us into eternity. I want to worship the real living God who sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to get me into heaven forever. And I'll tell you a big idol in America, we worship at the altar of self. Oh yeah, self-help, self-analysis, self-serving, self-realization, self-actualization, self-ease. There's people walk down the street and take a selfie as if we care to see them walking down the street. They put it on Facebook. Here I am walking down the street. Well, good for you. Good for you, walking down the street. Man, I know I'm moved, but I've got a better day because I saw you walking down the street. <laughs> See, we made people believe their, that their self is so important that them walking down the street somehow sends, sends shock waves through humanity. But it doesn't. But we've, we have elevated self, serve self, serve self. You are number one. You're number one in the world. You're number one. It's all about you. It's all about you and taking care of you. 
and you being happy and you having peace and you having what you want. But that's not the teaching of Jesus at all. But in America, everything revolves around self and serving yourself is number one. But in Christianity, serving him is number one. And when you serve him, that's when you do have peace. And that is when you do have fulfillment. Even atheists worship. Can I tell you, I don't believe in atheists. They don't believe in God. I don't believe in them. Because my Bible tells me God has revealed himself to every human heart. So they might be good deniers of what they know deep down is true. But they worship something. Well, what do they worship, Jeff? They worship evolution. Because they're saying evolution gave us everything that we have. Not the creator God, but evolution. And they worship at the altar of evolution, even though it is still to this day called a theory. No, it's a faith. Evolution is a faith. It is not a scientific fact. It's a faith. And they worship at the altar of some unseen random force that over billions and trillions of years made everything we see and hear. Skeptics worship. Republicans and Democrats worship. They worship themselves. They worship a party. I don't worship a Democrat. Can I give you uh, some news today? Jesus is not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's not any political party. Some of you, yeah, that offended you a little bit. Oh, my Jesus is a Republican. Hang on, I'm going to talk to you about that. Everyone, everywhere, worships. It's the fundamental drive of life and one of the unique distinctions of humanity. Hey, let me tell you something, church. Animals don't worship. Birds don't worship. Now, they may worship their creator in their own way, but they don't have the ability to conceptualize of a God that made them and, and of all the glory, all the different facets of the character and glory and majesty of God, they can't think like we can. They can't worship God intelligently like we can. The closest thing to us worshiping God has got to be, at least in my house, it's, it's the dogs. Because I come home, they hardly look up. Cindy comes home, and it's like the second coming. And they go crazy, Right? They go crazy. But here's the thing. They can't conceptualize of God. You and I have the ability to know him intelligently. You shall worship the Lord, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Well, see, we have the capacity in our minds to think of, to know, to come to increasingly know, to conceptualize of a mighty creator God and worship him intelligently for the things he has made. Just makes me want to worship right now. Just break into worship right now. Amen. So God has made us with an incredible capacity to worship. The Bible says that every human being, here's why, every human being has been given by God a deep inner sense of eternity. That's why I don't believe in atheists. Ecclesiastes 3 says, he, has, he, God, has planted eternity in the human heart. He has planted eternity in the human heart. He has put within us a sense, an awareness, that there is more beyond this life. We even see lost people at the caskets of loved ones. People that don't know God, don't know Jesus, saying, I'll see you later. I'll see you when I get there. And now whether or not they're going to heaven, if they're lost, they're not. But here's the thing. They have a sense there's more than here. 
There's more than this. There's more beyond the veil. There's more on the other side. There is another dimension. There is another place. There's another reality. Something greater than us is out there, and we long to worship whatever that is. And if you know Jesus, you worship him. And Jesus said those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, in in spirit being full of the Holy Spirit, in truth, the truth that is in Jesus. We just worship God today in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. We, We even worship things we don't fully understand. Jesus told the woman at the well, you remember her? Jesus went and sat down at the well, and here comes a Samaritan woman. And Jesus said this to her, you worship what you don't even know. You worship what you don't know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Jesus is saying, at least I'm worshiping intelligently. I know who I worship. But lady, you don't even know what you worship, but you're worshiping anyway. Why would she do that? Because we're wired to worship. God made human beings with a unique capacity to worship, even if it's in ignorance. And the Bible says that whatever we worship is going to shape us, mold us, fashion us, and cause us to become whatever it is we're worshiping. So what are you worshiping? What you worship will downgrade you or upgrade you. What you worship will add to your life or subtract from your life. What you worship will make you or break you, literally. What a nation worships will make that nation or break that nation. It is crucial what you worship. Because what you worship says everything about you or your nation. So where is our nation right now? Apart from God. That's why we're not worshiping God. Because our nation has departed from God. But that doesn't mean we've got to. God has called us to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We're called to worship in spirit and in truth. Now, here's a a second undeniable fact about worship. Here it is. If, If you don't worship the true God, the God of the Bible, you may even create your own God and worship the God of your own creation. Now, listen carefully. The Bible says in Genesis that God made man. God created the heavens and the earth. God made man in his own image. That's what it says. But you know what fallen man does? He creates God in his image. He creates a God in his own image. If we don't like the God that's there, we'll make our own. Y'all are quiet. Have you thought about that? It's happening all around us. Uh, We even make a a, a Jesus. We make up a Jesus that is not the Jesus of the Bible. We create our own Jesus because we don't like the Jesus in the Bible or what he requires. So we just make our own. I've been around long enough to see a a big swath of the church create a Jesus who's all about money and material wealth. That's what Jesus is all about. But that's not the Jesus I see in the Bible. That's not my Jesus. I don't see that Jesus in there. I don't see a Jesus is always talking about money, money, money this, money that, money the other. No, I, I, talk, I, I believe in a Jesus who said, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Amen. Not that he doesn't want you blessed. He does. Or, or we make up a Jesus that never, ever judges. Never. 
He doesn't judge anything. Because we don't like the Jesus of the Bible that did judge. Or we make up a Jesus that, uh, of a particular race. Can I tell you what Jesus was? He was Jewish. He was olive-skinned. But Hollywood gives us white Jesus, black Jesus, Hispanic Jesus. Even these days, female Jesus. We, we've got uh, uh, some people making Jesus gay, homosexual. No. See, we, we make a Jesus that places his seal of approval on the lifestyle that we want to pursue. So we make up our own Jesus. Y'all are quiet. Come on, I'm talking good now. We make up our own Jesus. We create our own Jesus. I don't like the Jesus of the Bible. I don't like the God of the Bible. So I'm just going to make my own. Uh, so we make a Jesus who's a Republican or a Democrat or a Baptist or a Methodist or a Presbyterian. And he's only in our church or he's only over in this church or he's only in this denomination. No, no, no. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Amen. He's everywhere. And it might shock some people to know that he's not a Baptist Jesus or a Catholic Jesus or a Methodist Jesus or a Pentecostal Jesus. No, he's Jesus of the Bible. He's the Redeemer. He's our Deliverer. He's our Healer. He's our all in all. Israel constantly created their own gods to worship. Gods that promoted sensuality and demonic mysticism. They created them. In the wilderness, for instance, they forced Aaron to make the golden calf. And, and while worshiping the golden calf, they fell into sexual sin, thousands of them, while worshiping the golden calf. Because the golden calf was okay with it, but not the God of the Bible. So they made their own God, so they could live the way they wanted. Later on in the promised land, they continuously fell to worshiping the false and cruel gods of Baal and Ashtoreth. And they sacrificed their children to them. We say, I just can't believe they did that. But are we not doing that today? We've made the God of convenience or the God of self. And everything revolves around self. And if I don't want to be bothered with a child, I just sacrifice it on the altar of convenience. I know I'm meddling a little bit, but I got to say it. We've made a God of our own making. We just make the God that we can live with. We make a God in our own image. Instead of saying, you're God, I'm not, and I'm going to bow to the real God and live the way the real God tells me to live. Amen. In the book of Acts, we find the entire city given over uh, to worshiping the false goddess Diana, who allowed them to live a sensual lifestyle. They didn't want the God of Jesus. That's where they were so persecuted for preaching Jesus in the, in the city of Ephesus. Because they didn't want Diana taken down. They didn't want that false idol taken down. The Apostle Paul warns in Romans 1, please hear me on this one. Romans 1, one of the most profound chapters in the Bible. Romans 1 says that one of the signs of a collapsing culture is what it worships. Instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they took wood and stone and made idols for themselves. Carving them to look like Birds, animals, snakes, and mere men. And the Greek language also adds insects. <laughs> Are you ready? They made carvings. Can you imagine bowing down to a carving of a cricket? <laughs> chirp, 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 chirp. 
bowing down to the carving of a frog, bowing down to the carving of a bull or a goat. But that's what they were reduced to when they rejected worshiping the real God. When a society or an individual refuses to worship the true God, folks, they spiral down into stupidity. You do things that don't even make any sense. You're bowing down to things that don't even make any sense. You bow down to irrational things. You begin worshiping irrational things, believing irrational things. But the, the, the false God can't hear you, can't see you, can't answer your prayer, can't help you, isn't even aware of you, and yet we worship anything but the real God. So notice, this society's decline began when they said, I will not worship God or even thank Him. They knew that He was there, but they wouldn't even thank Him. I love thanking God. Can we just thank God right now? Can we just thank God right now? Amen. Yeah. Can we just have a little moment? Lift your hands and just say, Jesus, thank you for taking care of me, saving me, delivering me, guiding me, sustaining me. In Jesus' name, amen. Didn't that feel good? Isn't that the right thing? Yeah. A third fact of worship is what you worship affects every area of your life, starting with your thinking. See, to worship the true and the living God is, to, is, is a step towards a sane, sound mind. He hadn't given us a spirit of, of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Worshiping the true God keeps your mind in the light. But when you fail to worship the true creator God, our thinking goes sideways. It goes into irrational thought. Look at what it says. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks as a result. Their minds, everybody say their minds. What happened to their mind? Became dark and confused. Can I ask you an honest question today? Where is America's mind right now? Could we describe it according to that verse? Can you put it back up, please? Can we describe it with those last two words? Dark and confused. We don't know what gender we are. We don't know what bathroom to go in. We're, we're, we're dealing with things that aren't even rational. Is there a connection between not walking with the true God and worshiping the true God and what has happened to the American mind? Yes. It's any society, any person, any civilization that wouldn't worship the true God, their thinking went sideways. And the consequence, their mind plunged into spiritual darkness. Now, what we worship may not seem like a big deal to us, but it's a real big deal to God. Can you remember when you got saved? What was one of the first default reactions when you got saved? You thanked God. You thanked God. Did you not? Didn't you have a praise fit? We talk about anger fits. We talk about, uh, uh, you know, um, worry fits, fear fits. But how about a worship fit? How about a worship fit? Amen? And they became like what they worship, and that became a prophet of their future. Those who make them will become like them. Yes, everyone who trusts in them. So I'm going to leave you today with a question. Here's a million-dollar question. 
Can a born-again child of God get off track into worshiping the wrong thing? Can they? All caps, yes. So I'm going to give you one surefire way to be sure you always stay in the right lane when it comes to your worship. Do you want to hear it? You want, you want to know how to never get off? Never get off, but always worship the one true God. Because how many of you can see the benefits of worshiping the true God? Amen? All right, here's the number one way. Number one, full, foolproof. You will never deviate if you do this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, Romans 12, 1, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Give your bodies to God. Because of all he has done for you. Why do I give everything to God? Because of all he's done for me. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died on the cross for me. He bled and died for my sins. He purchased my redemption. So I give him my body. Now look what he says. He goes on. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. Once you're dead, you can't praise God. Your dead body can't praise God. So he says, do it while you're alive. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Now I want you to read the last part out loud with me. Ready? This is truly the way to worship him. All worship. Okay, catch this. All worship, all worship, raising your hands, clapping, dancing unto the Lord, if that's what you like to do. Uh, all manner of worship springs from this one thing, total surrender to God. How many of you remember the hokey pokey? A lot of people have hokey pokey Christianity. You put your right foot in and you take your right back out. You put your right foot in, take your right back out. You're in, but you're out. You're there, but you're not. You're with it, you're not with it. You're in, you're out. And then you say, and that's what it's all about. But see, that kind of hokey pokey Christianity kills Christianity. And it doesn't help you any either, because Christianity is not a one foot in and one foot out faith, right? <clears throat> You put your right leg in, right leg out, right hand in. But here's how it ends. You put your whole self in. That's how it ends. You put your whole self in. You take your whole self out. You put your whole self in. That's what it's all about. Right? Now that kind of hokey pokey Christianity I can go with. Because that's what Jesus taught. Seek first the kingdom of God, first, first. Make him paramount. Worship the Lord your God. Him only shall you serve. Christianity is an all-in faith. Now, that's what we call surrender. We sing the song, I surrender all. But truth be known, we could sing, I surrender a lot of things. But not everything. I surrender what I'm ready to surrender. Other things I really don't surrender so much. But here's the thing. God sends his fire down and his blessing down on the total sacrifice. When they sacrificed that lamb in the Old Testament and put the sacrifice lamb on the altar, that lamb had given everything 
And that's when the fire fell. What do you spend your time worshiping? It could be a husband, football team, or even the family dog. But does it have an impact on our lives? Could our worship be causing damage, or is it a harmless obsession? Today, Pastor Jeff illustrated the importance of being careful about what you worship. It will have an impact on you whether you want to believe it or not. Worship the only thing that will ever matter, Jesus, who rose again and paves your way to heaven. If you're interested in learning about Hardwired, Diane has some things to share. Are you interested in partnering with us here at Hardwired? We'd love for you to come alongside us in supporting this ministry. All you have to do is go to our website and find the Donate tab. It's that easy. That website again is hardwired.org. Thanks so much for prayerfully considering this today, and thanks for listening to this radio ministry. Daniel has more to tell you about what's ahead on the upcoming edition of Hardwired. Do you realize just how important your influences are to a healthy life? We obviously know what it means to have good influences, but do you ever try to uncover the bad ones? In today's message, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that if you're not actively seeking influences that are godly, you'll never experience the blessings that God has in store for you. Even if they seem harmless, every influence not of the Lord will only drag you down into a pit of despair. There's more Pastor Jeff has to share from his series, The Top Four Prophets of Future. So be sure to join us again. If you missed any part of today's teaching, you can find it online at hardwired.org. We're so glad we could be part of your day today, and we pray you've been blessed by today's edition of Hardwired.